So for the last three weeks, we've been working through this series of being saved, realizing that through Easter, through Jesus' death, and through his resurrection, that we have been saved, but also in the same time, that we have been sent. And we've been talking about this last few weeks, and that, we remember two weeks ago, when we were talking about Mary, we watched as she showed up at the tomb, and no sooner had she seen Jesus and, and proclaimed, Rabboni, my teacher, when Jesus began to send her out, send her to the apostles. Imagine that, Mary, apostle to the apostles. Then last week we watched as Jesus showed up in their room, showed up at their house. The doors were locked because they were afraid, and somehow Jesus, because he is risen, he's able to just show up in the middle of them. And he says to them, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. No sooner did they have a chance. They had about two minutes to sort of take in that Jesus is alive, that he is risen, and Jesus begins sending them out in mission. Well, this, as of reading this passage last week, this passage from, uh, from Scripture, from, from John 20, and watching Jesus talk with his disciples, there's so much here. Because not only does Jesus send them out, but in this powerful way, he also sends the Holy Spirit. He sends the Holy Spirit to them. He breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So not only did Jesus send the Holy Spirit, and we'll get into this in a minute, but also Jesus sent the Holy Spirit out into the world around us. How often do you think about the Holy Spirit and his role in mission, his role in the community around us? How often do you think of that? See, I think... And maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just me, but I think that we as followers of Jesus, we tend to think of mission and outreach mainly as, as our job, right? You know, it's kind of up to us to do this. You know, to kind of boldly go where no one has gone before, right? To go out into these dark places and be this little bit of light. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that can be pretty intimidating. It can be scary. Thinking it's just up to me to go and you know, what do I say and how do I say the right things and what if they ask me questions I can't answer and we tend to think that it's up to us. I'm listening to the word of God again this week, being confirmed and realizing again that the Holy Spirit is already at work in our community. That we don't have to boldly go where no one has gone before because the, word, because the Holy Spirit is already out there at work in people's lives. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but we, it takes the pressure off us. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally good if you study the Word of God and you have answers for people. Don't, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we get so upset, so uptight, that we think, I, I, I don't want to talk, talk to my friend about faith because I, what if they ask me something I don't know? Or what if I don't have the right argument for them? When we start realizing the Holy Spirit is already out in the world around us, working in people's lives, it takes the pressure off a bit. I mean, we still, the Holy Spirit will still use us to speak into their lives. But we can start praying and listening. Listening for what the Holy Spirit is already at work and already at work doing. The questions that he's already raising in their lives or the issues that he's already raising. But we can join in with the Holy Spirit. We don't have to start on our own and, and boldly go. We can just join in with the Holy Spirit. So let's take a, look, take a minute and let's read the passage with me, if you will. It's John Chapter 20 in your Bibles, verse 19 to 23. I also have this white sheet in your bulletins if, you wanna, if that's easier to look at. So we'll begin in John chapter 20, verse 19. So Jesus has risen from the dead, and on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, 
with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now that's that tiny little sentence. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And I started thinking about where Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit in John's Gospel. And I remembered John 16, 5 to 16. And so if you would, if you want to turn your Bibles to there, John 16, or if you just want to look at this white sheet, listen as Jesus talks with his disciples about the Holy Spirit. This was before he was crucified. Jesus said, Now I am going to, the, I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, Where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can hear now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say the Spirit will take from, take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me again. So these two passages, and, and hopefully you're seeing the connection here, as we hear Jesus, after he's risen, breathing on the disciples and saying, the Holy, receive the Holy Spirit. We remember what Jesus had talked with his disciples about, the things that he taught them about the Holy Spirit before he was crucified, before he rose again. And there's a couple things that I'm realizing as I was reading these two passages, listening and praying. There's a couple things I was hearing. The first thing that I was hearing is this amazing news that God has sent the Holy Spirit to us. God has sent the Holy Spirit to us and he has sent the Holy Spirit out into the world around us. The Holy Spirit is not only at work in us, sanctifying us, helping us follow Jesus, especially when it's hard, comforting us, encouraging us, but the Spirit is out in the world as well, in our friends and our neighbors, working in in peculiar ways, surprising ways in people's lives. So let's start where most of us have heard, most of you who've been following Jesus for a while, let's start with this common ground that, that Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to us. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father so that I can send the Spirit to you. He breathed on his first disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Church, receive the Holy Spirit. God has sent his Spirit to us. His Spirit to guide us. He talked about guiding us in all truth. Guiding us not only in the Word, not only in understanding who Jesus is, because that comes by the Spirit. I mean, you can read book after book and you can have a logical idea of who Jesus is or an academic sense of who Jesus is and you still might not believe he's the Son of God. It comes by the Holy Spirit that we, re- we realize who Jesus is. We realize that he is Lord and Savior, that he is Messiah, that he is the Savior who has come. But it's also by the Holy Spirit that we are guided through life. 
Because it is good and as amazing as Scripture is and as much as it can tell us about how to live life in principle, there are particularities of life that we need the Holy Spirit. Lord, what do I say in this situation? My friend is heartbroken. What do I say in this situation? Spirit, please guide me. Holy Spirit, my friend is really off the tracks here. What they are planning to do or what they think they want to say is, is horribly wrong. It's going to hurt them and lots of other people. Holy Spirit, what do I say here? What about those times when we're thinking, you know, I see some situation here and I'm not sure what to do. Holy Spirit, guide me. Show me what to do. Holy Spirit, show me which direction to take. God has sent the Holy Spirit to us. Not just to guide us and to help us to re- uh, reveal to us the word of God, as amazing that, as that is, but also to help us understand, to work through life, the things that come up that we don't expect. God has sent the Holy Spirit to us because he meant for us to be in a constant relationship with God. He meant for us to be in a constant relationship with his Spirit, daily, moment by moment, relying on the Spirit. Now, hopefully, for those of you who've been following Jesus for a while, this is not new, right? This is good news. It's good to remember this, but it's not new, right? We've heard these things before. This week I was realizing uh, the Holy Spirit was guiding me in truth and revealing to me again that not only is the Spirit sent to us to dwell in us, to guide us, to comfort us, to show us, but also the Holy Spirit is active out in the world around us. Jesus said, I am sending my Holy Spirit to convict the world. To convict the cosmos, actually, it's written in Greek, cosmos. The entire cosmos. Convict in terms of sin because they don't believe in Jesus. Because they don't follow him. They don't believe that he's Lord and Savior. Maybe a good teacher, sure, but definitely not God. (laughs) The Holy Spirit convicts people of this. Of righteousness, that Jesus, that he has gone to the Father that we know what righteousness is in Jesus. And judgment, because Satan has been defeated through Jesus on the cross. The Holy Spirit convicts people of this, shows people this, reveals this to people. I mean, I, we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks. I mean, how many times do you go to someone and you have a great argument? <laughs> you have all the details, right? And they just say, thanks. And nothing changes. And then... Sometime later, they're having this amazing moment with God and all of a sudden, they just believe now. Not because of some program or something we said or some great argument, because of the Holy Spirit in them. God is at work in the world around us. The Holy Spirit is not only convicting people, revealing who God is to them, but also... God, the Holy Spirit is at work proclaiming Jesus, heralding this good news of who Jesus is. The thing I'm realizing in this, excuse me, the thing I'm realizing in this is that everyone is involved in this mission of Jesus, this mission of God. Everybody's involved. Jesus was sent. The disciples were sent. Mary was sent. And even the Holy Spirit is sent. Everybody's a part of this mission of God. 
this mission, to proclaim God's kingdom in the world around us, to cultivate God's kingdom, to live it out in front of people, to help people know that Jesus is not just a great teacher, but he's also Lord and Savior, and that through him we've been made right with God and joined up into his kingdom. Everybody's involved in this mission. And the good news is the Holy Spirit is out ahead of us. I think this is good for us to hear again and again that the Holy Spirit is active in the world around us. I don't know, has anybody else ever thought, like, you know, it's kind of up to me. Like, I've got to figure out the right thing to say or I'm nervous about saying the wrong thing or I don't know what to do so I just don't say anything. Has anybody ever wrestled with that? I want to say this to you that the Holy Spirit is already at work out in people's lives. Sometimes we look at the world around us and we think the place is just hopeless and godless. And it's true, there are people who are, who are struggling, who are going down, who are sinking. But God is out there. God is already at work in our community. God is cultivating hope in people. I look around this room and I see people who are here not because of some clever argument, not because of some outreach program, but because the Holy Spirit was at work in their lives and they just showed up. Amen. I say this to encourage us to take heart that mission, purpose, telling other people about Jesus and what he's done in our lives, We don't have to go out into uncharted territory and and blaze new paths and have amazing arguments for why it's true or not. We can just join the Holy Spirit where he's already at work. But that takes a bit of a different talent, a bit of a different focus. Focus on prayer. Holy Spirit, show me where you're already at work. Takes all the planning and the strategic planning out of it. You don't have to think about, you know, like, what's the target market and what's the demographic and how do I approach that? (laughs) You can just say, Holy Spirit, where are you already at work? Holy Spirit, where are you already at work with the guys that I work with? What are you doing in their lives? I was talking with a friend of mine and he was talking about uh, a, a neighbor who came up to him. A neighbor who, he didn't have any sort of, sort of, impression of his faith and whatnot and they have a mutual friend who's dying of cancer and his friend said you know how's he doing and he said oh you know he's not doing well said he's having a good day and even that didn't look very good and then his his neighbor said how's he doing spiritually and my friend and I we were talking about like what is the spirit what is God up to in here God is up to something in this guy's life many of us have stories like this right those conversations we have with people, we know that some way, somehow, God is doing something in their lives. And so often we think, oh, I've got this particular group that I'm ministering to, that I'm trying to, to evangelize or bring to faith, and yet there's people all around us that God is at work in. Our neighbors, <laughs> our friends, people that we work with, people that we golf with. I say this to encourage us not to uh, 
have us say, well, if the Holy Spirit's doing it, then good. <laughs> Let him. I'll just, I'll just step back and I won't do anything. You know me, that's, I'd never say that. <clears throat> but it does change it. No longer does mission, telling other people about Jesus for the sake, for their sake and for the sake of his kingdom, no longer does that become about how we can manip- manipulate people or how we can get people to think the right thing or the right arguments that we need to have. It comes about praying and watching closely where the Holy Spirit is already at work in people's lives and then just joining in with him. I say this to encourage us. <laughs> you know, most of you, I think about you and how many of you are involved in our community, having these conversations with people on purpose, right? You know, those friends that you have, many of you tell me about them, those neighbors that you have that you're praying for, you're looking for opportunities to have this conversation with. You're waiting for them to say, you know, why are you helping me? Just so you have that opportunity to say, you know what? I'm helping you because, because God has done amazing things in my life. He's changed who I am. And he makes me want to help you. <laughs> to have those sort of conversations. I say this to encourage us that the Holy Spirit is already at work. All we have to do is join him. There's one story in scripture that, that spoke to me about this that I was thinking of all week. It's the story of Cornelius from the book of Acts. Cornelius is a Roman centurion. Not exactly the sort of person you'd expect to be following God. Yet he was. So he was a God-fearer. Prayed, and he would be generous. He would generously give to people who needed help. An angel, God sent an angel to Cornelius. Sam, go and send some of your guys to go to Joppa and find this man, Peter. Actually, Simon, who's called Peter. Go find this guy and bring him here. And he does. And these guys, they go and they find Peter. And Peter has just had this amazing vision. God has shown him that he is breaking open the barriers that, that Peter thought were there. Peter's thinking, you know, like, I don't, I don't even share the same, I don't even go into a house of a Gentile let alone share a table with them or talk with them. Those people are just dirty. And yet here's God saying, go, the Holy Spirit speaking to Peter, saying, go to this person, go to this Cornelius. Go to this wrong kind of guy, the wrong sort of people. Go to him. And Peter gets there and Cornelius falls on his knees. Falls on his knees and Peter has to say, no, no, get up, I'm just a person. The one you're looking at, the one that you're really looking for, is Jesus of Nazareth. Peter didn't go there with some amazing argument. He didn't go there with some great program or something. He went there and Cornelius was already ready because the Spirit was already at work in him. Because God was already at work in his life. And Cornelius' whole family believed in Jesus that day. And Peter was amazed. I think there's not only is there a conversion of Cornelius and his family, there's also a conversion of Peter. <laughs> Realizing how broad God's work is. Just how many people in surprising places God's spirit is at work changing their lives. This last week I've been listening to Jesus as he says, go, as he says, I have, the Father sent me, I'm sending you. But also then he says, and he breathes on them, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And remembering back to that, to that night when Jesus was betrayed in that room, when Jesus 
talked about the Holy Spirit and said, I am sending him to you. And I am sending him out into the world. Take heart, brothers and sisters. Mission is part of our lives. Jesus has sent us. But he's not sent us alone. In fact, he sent us to go out and join his spirit who's already at work in the world around us.